Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Well, hello. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at Empowerment Channel of Voice America. It's the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all the listeners in the United States and Canada, but also in Europe. I know from France and Ireland people are listening, or maybe you are in Australia or India. I welcome you all. Anywhere you are and you are listening to this show live or as a recording, I'm grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for the next chapter in life. My name is Maria Lucas and I am excited. Besides talking with our guest expert on this week's topic, I also have inspiring wise women words. I have a quote of the week and um, maybe a tip or resource for fast action takers. As always, I want to start off with the affirmation for this week. An affirmation opens the door. It's a beginning point on the path to change. In essence, you are saying to your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. When I talk about doing affirmations, I mean consciously choosing Words that will either help eliminate something from your life or help create something new in your life. Affirmations are like seeds planted in soil. Poor soil, poor growth. Rich soil, abundant growth. The more you choose to think through that makes you feel good, the quicker the affirmations. So my affirmation for this week is as follows. Every step I take in decluttering moves me a little closer to my goal of simplicity. I don't know if it was uh, created by somebody, but I like it because don't we all want a life that is a little bit more less hectic, a little bit more easier, a little bit more simple? So today, we are talking about decluttering, and for sure, we will have tips on how to achieve that. So, my next up is what I am really doing. I am a retirement coach, and I help women to figure out how they can live a lifestyle in retirement that is happy, that is blissful, that is purposeful and affordable. So if this COVID-19 situation has thrown you off, has thrown you a curveball to change your perspective or what work means for you because you are now. Early retirement always sounds like an attractive choice, but making the right choice is what matters most. Most women didn't have a chance 
to choose they were thrown in there and so you might have unexpected emotions maybe it was a last minute decision uh, than a, a year of planning so maybe you don't feel joyful at all now you had to make an early and unplanned retirement maybe you're still asking what did just happen and all the travel restrictions are not helping you either in making your retirement really blissful, if that is what you wanted to do. Circumstances change, and often in a way that is not planned for. But the most important thing is to find something to do that will give you a reason to get up in the morning and fill your time in a productive and enjoyable way. So if you are a career woman that is contemplating involuntary retirement and you recognize some of the feelings of frustration I just mentioned, then I help women change their perspective on retirement and design a lifestyle that works for them. So the first step is uh, in the process is doing an assessment and you can find a link for doing the assessment. It's free on the show host page. There is a little banner that gives you, when you click on it, access to my website and uh, you will receive an, uh, a, a PDF file that can help you do an assessment in all areas of your life. And then it will help you to discover what you are really happy about and where it might need some change. And then I can help you if you want that. So that's what I do. I am besides um, helping clients one-on-one. -on -one. I do workshops, local meetups. I have a Facebook group called Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. And you're welcome to join there where we talk about retiring and where I do a lot of Facebook lives. So that's a little bit about me. And um, in this show, we feature always guest experts on many topics. And last week I talked with Erin Fisher and we talked about Medicare. And that's, of course, not a fancy topic really to talk about, but she did a great job. So if you are looking on renewing your Medicare, which you have to do now, it's open enrollment, then check out last week's uh, radio show. And if you want to get in touch with her, her website is findmedicareplans.com. Uh, she, of course, charges for um, consultations. So if you wanted to look it up or find pricing on this on a different website, that could be, huh, that could be something Medicare too. And I don't find it. Oh, well, it's called um, medicare.gov has a section that is called plan finder, where you also can look at the different programs that are offered in your state and compare them price wise. <clears throat> to say for everybody who still has to do that. And then now it's time to welcome my guest on the show. So I want to introduce to you, my guest today is Sumari Bowling. Sumari, how are you doing? 
Oh, I am doing better than I deserve, Maria. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you have time today to join me in this show because the topic that we're going to talk about is something that I am doing right now, but I'm busy about it already for I don't know how long and I can't get it completed. So I'm looking forward to talking to you and get ideas on how I can progress much faster as I have been doing right now. So the listeners, I we wanted to that. give you a quick uh, bio about Sumeri so you have an idea. But then we're going to talk with her and um, she will have lots of good tips and suggestions. So Sumeri Bolek is the owner of thatorganizer.com. She has been organizing the world professionally for 26 years, from kitchens, closets, and home offices to help with downsizing. She has assisted hundreds of people in gaining control over their time, space, and paper. She's a popular speaker on organizational challenges and has been contributing writer to various publications, including the Fredericksburg Parent and Smart Organizing by Sandra Felton. Subaru has been featured in the Pontomac News, the Freelance Star, the Richmond Times Dispatch, the Orlando Sentinel and other news media, including on radio. Oh, Sumeri Bowling, you have been busy. Well, uh, 26 years is a long time to be talking about and helping women and other people to declutter their life and their home. So welcome, it welcome again. Yes. And before I really uh, want to start asking questions to you, I want to mention to our listeners that if they have questions, they can call in to us and ask questions. They just need to call the number that is on the host page or that I can give you right now. It's 888-346-9141. And you can ask questions live on the show. So my first question to Sumari is, Although you have done it for 26 years, how did you become an organizing expert and coach? Well, that's a very long story, Maria, but basically I was in a time of change in my life. Things, things yeah. had to change. I needed to be uh, my own boss, my own employer, and... Uh, I struggled with the decision, but I was sitting working one day and I asked myself the very popular self-help question at the time, if I didn't have to worry about income, what would I like to do with my days? Oh, <laughs> the answer yes, good immediately <laughs> was, the answer was, organize the world. It's what I love. It's what I'm gifted at. I'm passionate about it. And through a series of very, I believe, divine intervention, within a matter of a couple months, I had given my current employer 10 weeks notice. I launched ignorantly into a brand new field at the time, professional yeah. organizing, 
and it just took off. I, I was blessed in many ways, um, and it just uh, has, I've never looked back. It's been great. Yes. Yes, uh, and definitely at the moment, it's a very popular topic. There are many celebrities who are talking that they have somebody come out to their house to declutter. I think it was Reese Witherspoon who just recently talked about it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, mm -hmm. it's definitely something that is on people's mind because um, we have amassed so many things in our life and even if you have a big house you still might have uh, things that are um, that you don't use and that are not any more value oh, and that you're yeah. just storing mm -hmm. uh, somewhere you know so yes so who do you work with typically and why do they seek you out well, I work with, that's one of the things I love about my work, Maria, is I work with everybody. I mean, everyone from stay-at-home moms to professionals. It's, you know, I have such variety in my work. But I think the common denominator is for everyone, um, disorder costs us physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, and a loss of time, space, and money. Yeah. And everybody wants more time and less stress and more money. Yes. And exactly. it's, it's a universal problem. And, uh, you know, like you say, we fill up our big new homes, but empty space will fill itself up. So it's, an, it's, a, it's a universal problem. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I believe that I think in meanwhile, even in countries like um, um, third world countries like they used to be called um, uh, Africa or wh wh wherever people are having their things too because that's what life is all about the marketing is about uh, trying to um, show you things that you are nice and that you think oh I want that and then people keep on buying um, new things and um, maybe the old uh, equipment or gadget was still good, still functioning, but it is a newer model. So people are purchasing those things. So I have a question. Um, we are talking about things in the house and, and I think uh, we are just going out that we are talking about clutter and we're not talking about somebody who's hoarding stuff, because that is a different story, I think. Could you explain to uh, my audience uh, what you see, what is clutter? Well, Maria, let me, let me qualify this real quick. Um, I prefer to use the term deaccumulating. And the uh -huh. reason I do that, one of my yeah. shops is called the Sacred Art of Deaccumulation. Decluttering is a temporary fix to clear uh -huh. or create space. You know, we can okay. pick things up, tuck them away, store them, move them from one place to another, but they are still in our possession. Deaccumulating, on the other hand, is permanently letting go of possessions to free me from ever having to deal with them again. Deaccumulating, I say, liberates me 
from the tyranny of ownership. <laughs> and yeah. so I talk about deaccumulating. Uh, and and here's the deal. You've you've pretty much touched on it, but uh, I start with a truth, and this is it. Every possession is a responsibility. Yes. Every possession, every piece of paper, every item of unworn clothing, every coffee mug in my cabinet, every gizmo yeah. gadget in the junk drawer, everything in my possession will at some point require time and life energy from me. Or, please, it doesn't happen. Someday someone who I leave behind has to deal yeah. with it. Conversely, mm-hmm. and this is why, in answer to your question, I think everybody, even if they're not aware of it, desires order. What I do not have to start with, mm-hmm. I do not have to clean, sort, store, file, launder, maintain, organize, or spend time, money, or energy on. In short, what I do not have requires nothing from me. And that's what I feel. It's so liberating, especially as we're desiring or approaching or entering retirement. I want less demands on my life and less responsibility. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. what What I do not have requires nothing from me. Exactly, exactly. I like how you explained that. So because most of the time on the internet, you read about decluttering and they start talking of things that you need to let go. Uh, but that is not really the, the formal uh, description uh, that you would find, I think, on, uh, on the internet. The, how you yeah, say, it's, okay, it's, it's only temporary. Yeah. yeah. So the deaccumulating makes much more sense in a way, because even if you declutter and you would let things go, if you keep on purchasing, you still will be adding things to your place. And at some time, like you say, it all costs energy to take care of it and um, to to have it somewhere. Yeah, it's not just the the monetary value, what you pay for it, but it... uh, it's still exactly, yeah. So it takes uh, it's uh, fatigue, physical cost, yeah. fatigue, cleaning, sorting, stirring ad nauseum. It takes yeah. our time. Uh, yes, many people that I work with, one of the first things they expressed to me is their stress. Stuff creates stress. Yes, and uh, there's emotional cost, relational cost, and financially, I think. Um, people sometimes miss that, you know, it's not what we paid for something, but it costs us just to own it. And uh, one of the interesting uh, phenomenons today is (laughs) self-storage. And there, do you know that there are in the U.S. right now, there are upwards of 50,000 storage facilities. Uh That's not units, that's facilities. So we can multiply that by hundreds of facilities. Yeah. And people are just building bigger and bigger homes. Right. Empty space fills itself up. And then they end up paying somebody down the road to hold stuff that their car, that their homes won't hold. Right. 
Yeah. And, uh, so also co- coincident coincidentally, twenty five percent Americans with two car garages, Maria. Yeah. Can't park a car in the garage. I know, I know, I know. It's it's yeah. when you drive around and have the carport open, you can see it's tall till yeah, see the ceiling. You, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's how we, how we live, or many people live here. And I don't believe it's just in the United States. I'm pretty sure in other countries in the world uh, there is a similar trend as here, maybe not as exaggerated as here in the United States, but I guess all everywhere in the world, people have stuff and things that oh, they yeah. really yeah. Yeah, don't, don't need and don't want anymore. So uh, do you have um, an idea why people are holding on to all that clutter? And um, yeah, so... <laughs> How can oh, we get no, rid of it? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Say again, Maria. Do you have an idea why people want to hold on to the clutter? Um, why oh, they are not a... letting go? Or and, there and are yeah, so many reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, part of it is it, it, it. We derive a sense of comfort out ah. of having stuff. It's kind of a nesting instinct. Uh, a lot of times, more often than not, Maria, I, actually, again, I do a workshop on, just portion of workshop on why we keep. But yeah. I find that two of the most, two of the most, uh, um, for most reasons we do, often we keep things not because of an active decision that we want them, but because we just have never gotten rid of them. It's uh-huh. habit. And you're, you are actually, you're very right on when you say we keep getting more, even if we don't, if we've already got one. And I ask people, what do we have to do before we breathe in? Pause. (laughs) We have to breathe out. But what we tend to do is just keep breathing in, breathing in, breathing in, and we end up overwhelmed with stuff. The second reason, one of the biggest reasons, uh, I find is we often hang on to things that were important to us in a life we lived, but not yeah. the life we're living or the yeah. life we desire to live. Mm. And that's a good, another good place to look at as we approach retirement, hanging on to things simply out of habit. But, you know, if I'm not going to, for example, um, entertain big groups anymore, why am I hanging on to three sets of china, et cetera. Yeah. But we often hang on to things just not thinking. This is not the life I lived. This is the life I'm living now and the life I want to pursue. Sometimes yeah. it, it's very hard to let go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, it's sometimes you just are living life because life has so many other interesting, exciting things happening. So indeed, like you mentioned, if you have a cupboard full of crockery and uh, sets of uh, dinner plates that you not really use anymore because you downsized in family, your kids are all out of the house, then why keep it? And if you are um, not entertaining anymore because you only had guests over because of the kids, 
then uh, yeah, your life has changed. And often we don't realize that because the door is closed from the cupboard, so you don't see it. And uh, but yeah, exactly. it's taking up space in uh, in your house that you could use for something else um, to uh, to put it there. Yes. So if uh, a lifetime of accumulation. That's uh, what does it cost me and how can this free me from the tyranny of ownership? Yes, yes. So if you want a good exercise to help yeah. you through, you know, the, the root of disorganizational uh, weakness is indecision. The reason ah. we get stumped when we're trying to organize or deaccumulate is indecision. But here's an exercise that I share with my clients that helps them get over the decision. If they get stumped trying to decide what to keep, what to go, if you've ever had to move house, <laughs> you know what a, what a feat that is. Yes. And if you get stuck, you're looking at a, a, a sh three shelves of books that you don't really read anymore, but you're, you're just hesitant about letting them go. Say to yourself, the moving truck is coming Monday. Mm -hmm. The moving truck is coming Monday. Now, imagine if you can, you got to lie to yourself a little here, you know, yeah. to get in the right, reframe your thinking. But if yeah. I know the moving truck is coming Monday, Maria, I will probably be more considerate about, do I love it or need it enough to pay to have someone pack it, move it to my new place? Do I, do I want it? Do I have a place in mind in my new home, in the new canvas? Do I have a place to store it? If it's not worth paying to move, I can probably let it go now before mm -hmm. I move. Which also brings us to, uh, I'm pretty sure most folks are familiar with the 80-20 rule. Yeah. The truth is, if, for example, we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. When wow. I go to get my coffee in the morning and go to the cupboard, I might have 17 mugs in there, but I have two or three favorites. And yes. I will choose one of those over and over. Yeah. But for some reason, I leave the other 15 mugs in there. So yeah. now's the time. If the moving truck is coming Monday, do I really want to have someone wrap, pack, and move those 15 other mugs? It's a challenging exercise. But it works. Yes. It helps oh. reframe my thinking about stuff. Yes, for sure it will. Uh, you have there some really good uh, ideas. I, I know my cupboard has um, maybe not 15, but maybe 10 cups. And there's only one or two that I really use That's every single <laughs> day because they are my favorite. So and the others are just there in case I get a guest that wants a cup of coffee too. So we're going to stop right. here for a little moment. We're going to be back in a few minutes. So the listener has a little break to get some water or do whatever they need to do. So uh, we will be right back after the break. Thank All you. Alrighty. Okay.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you been wondering, is this all there is in life? You've been a good worker year after year. You've checked off the boxes and retirement is near. Or maybe you've been forced to take early retirement. These are supposed to be the golden years, yet it feels empty. You feel all alone, questioning your life direction. Or maybe you've experienced a medical scare or find yourself caring for elderly parents or kids who've moved back home. You're unmotivated and passionless, left pondering what you're going to do with the next chapter of your life. You're not alone. You're in the discovery phase. As retirement expert Maria Lukasin says, it's time to step into freedom and fulfillment so that you can live your best years yet. First, you've got to learn to adapt and thrive during uncertain times. Find out how by getting your free next chapter assessment. Just click on the banner at the host page or email Maria at MariaLucasinHQ.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Uh, If you have enjoyed the show so far, or maybe you are listening on demand or on one of the podcast channels, please leave us a review and maybe also um, tell us how you value it, maybe a five-star review, so that other people will find us and can listen to the show as well. Also, I love to get your questions and read your comments, so feel free to email me at Maria and Maria HQ.com, and I will answer your questions on the next episode. So, and if you have a live question, please, please call in. If you do so, I have a book of 36 uh, entrepreneurs like me who wrote a chapter about a turning point in their life. So, it's a book with a chapter that I wrote, and I would love to send you that. If you are calling in today on this show live and ask a question. So now we're going to get talking again to my guest for today, Sue Marie. And we were right in the middle of um, the tyranny of ownership and how to deaccumulate all the things that we have in our houses. So... How can this deaccumulation uh, enrich women in their retirement years? 
Well, I think you know we've 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 kind of touched on that. There's there's no question it can simplify our lives in a time when we really want them simplified. It can create it can you know we're remanaging our time. We can't make time, but we remanage our time and we gain time by being organized and living with less. Uh, you know, that's why one of my titles is the luxury of living with less. Yes. Um, there's no doubt. And also just to consider, to throw it in there, uh, when we approach the age of retirement, we're also to keep in mind, uh, one of my programs is called Leave Your Kids the Memories, Not the Mess. And oh. that's very important to me. Yes. And so the, the whole deaccumulating process is, I say, you know, the decisions I make and the action I take today over about my things determines the legacy I leave tomorrow. So there's so many reasons um, to to practice what I call the sacred art of deaccumulation. Yes, and I can see that, especially um, for when you are retiring and you pass away, and nobody knows when their time really comes. I remember my mom passed away three years ago, and she was the last one living in the house that they had lived in for 25, 30 years. So there was a lot of things in the house that we as kids had to take care of and get rid of. Now, luckily, we were six kids. So it's it's easier maybe in one way (laughs) to have many children. So there's... Many people uh, who want something, many siblings, but on the other hand, yeah, it can be uh, challenging too if uh, we all want the same thing. But yes, I re- I know out of experience what it is to have a, a house left from your parents and have to take care of it uh, because yeah. they went to uh, another place and, and, and now, um, yeah. You want to sell the house and and do all all those things. So it's very it's it's good to realize that whatever you have in your house, um, somebody else might have to clean up at some time. And it doesn't matter yeah, if you yeah. are now in your 80s. You can start already when you yeah. are in your 50s or 60s. By um, the earlier, the better. The exactly, earlier, the better. Exactly. Really. Exactly. So. If it's time to let go and live, so how do you yes. start? Yes, that's the big question. Well, you you just said, Maria, what the 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 first question I always hear from everybody, you know, I'll hear Sumeri, I so want to live organized and I want to live with less, but I don't know where to begin. I'm overwhelmed, yeah. and I. I'm going to offer a really simple exercise here, and I promise you, you can start it immediately. As soon as as soon as you are off of this radio, um, yeah. you can put this into practice today. Oh. Uh, the deal is the the what I mentioned before: the decision making energy is what is exhausting and sabotages our project. Yeah, but we need to start by looking for the easy, obvious out. Things mm. that are in our possession 
that we don't have to even spend decision-making energy on. And you might not think that's a lot, but I have a whole list, which I call deaccumulating without spending decision-making energy. And I'll mention at the end how you can get a copy of this. But this is how it works. For example, I worked with a mother-daughter team who were having to sell their home not long ago, fairly large home. We spent the first practically almost a day and a half walking corner to corner through that home with large trash bags looking for nothing but trash. Oh, Now, I know that sounds like they were a trashy lot, but they were not. They were very clean, wonderful women. But they had been in this home for many, many years. Yeah. And there are just so many things we don't even realize. For example, by, I'm sorry, and by the day and a half, we had filled eight huge lawn bags of nothing but trash. And okay. you're wondering, what was that? Well, yes, I was going to ask you that. Yes. For example, we, we stood at a linen closet, better known as a black hole of indecision. But in their linen closet at the very top shelf, I pulled down three old, kind of stained, not fresh pillows, to which Uh they told me that years ago they had put them up there because they never knew when they needed extra pillows for company. Uh As I reviewed their space and I said, well, ladies, I said, you've got four bedrooms here, four beds, and at least four pillows on each bed. So how many mm-hmm. spares do you need to keep? <laughs> yeah. Those pillows went to the trash. Ah. We went to their, we're in their pantry, and there is what used to be a 12-pack of paper towels, but there's only one roll left, but the wrapper is still laying on the shelf. Trash. Yes. Under their bathroom sinks, which they had, oh my goodness, four, four and a half, so many bathrooms, empty or old shampoo bottles, other products that were so old they would never use, etc. You see how that works? Yes, I see. I see. Okay. We just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Another big one, clothes and shoes we never wear. Everybody has them. And we're back to the 80-20 rule. So if I start by looking for the 20% that I wear all the time and work outward from that, a lot of that 80% I probably could let go without hurting too much. And the rule, ladies, for, for clothes, one determining rule for keeping clothes, not I paid a lot of money for it or, oh my goodness, I, I loved that when I was two pounds lighter. The, the rule is, do I feel good wearing it? If I don't feel good wearing it or shoes, I will almost always choose something else. And it will just hang in my closet. Yeah. Make sense? Yes, one totally. More, uh, one more uh, uh, example here. Not too long ago, I worked with a wonderful woman in big, beautiful kitchen. And, oh, my goodness, she had this beautiful high-end set of cookware, which everybody thinks is, is beautiful. I, I adore it. But she said, Super, I said, oh, this is lovely. I love this. And she says, I hate it. She Ooh. was not 
pulling punches. And I said, oh, my goodness. And she says, it is so heavy, and I have arthritis in my wrists anyway. I never use them. I just don't like them. I like my little aluminum tea fall skillet or whatever it is that she uses. And yeah. so we determined it was probably time to give those to somebody who would appreciate them and could use them. But do you see how that works? These are all things, and there's I could give you a whole list, which I will, um, yeah. if you ask me for it. Um, yeah. Another big one today is uh, towels and linens that we throw in that black hole of indecision. We Again, we use 20% of them 80% of the time. But yeah. for some reason, we have a hard time letting towels go. Agree? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I have a few, and I, I always say they are for when something happens to the cat, you know. So I, I have an uh, old... Okay, I hear that all the time, Marie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. I, I guess you do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everybody uh, will have a reason somewhere to why they want to keep those old towels or, or something oh, yes. uh, other old that they don't want to throw away because it might be handy to clean something or to uh, uh, to wear when you're yeah, really yeah. doing dirty work, whatever. Yes. Um, so, yeah. yeah in our defense. But I'm glad that there's more people uh, who do that. So it doesn't make me feel really weird yeah. in, in, in thinking <laughs> that way. It's just an, now just a, a great opportunity to learn from our conversation today and to think of or go through my own spaces here and uh, with your words in mind, think of, okay, I'm not using this. I These shoes I have not wore for, I don't know how many years because they are winter shoes and I live in Florida, you know, so I'm not there traveling really, or I love to travel in the winter time, but I'm still there somewhere, you know, so, and, and that is, uh, yeah. You, you don't want to make that decision because it could happen, you know, that one time you might want to go to New York for Christmas uh, or something like that. And then you think, I need to have those shoes, you know, but probably by that time you buy new ones. And <laughs> because you, you don't want to have those there from uh, 20 years ago. So, yes. So, yeah, they, these were great examples to show why uh, people keep holding on on stuff in, in their life and in their house and how easy it can be to let it go, to, uh, yeah, to make space in the house and uh, get more space, room, uh, not to put new things, but um, just to sort out and, and organize and know where you have it instead of going through your uh, drawer with all kinds of stuff and then hope to find what you looking for, if it is nice and tidy and organized, uh, it's one, uh, um, one view, one time looking, and you have seen if you have it or not, you know, so um, I, um, I'm getting here in the spirit that this weekend probably I will be going <laughs> in my house cleaning up uh, in my stuff. So what would be... Uh, a tip that you can give to the women if they want to get started. What is the best place to start in the house? The best, the best, uh, the best, the best tip I can offer Maria is what I was just talking about. 
start with the easy, obvious things you do not have to spend decision-making energy on. You'll be amazed. I challenge folks that 40% of what they have in their possession they don't really need or want. It's just there because they haven't gotten rid of it. So start with the easy Break the task down. One of my clients, you know, our homes did not become constipated overnight, and they're not going to be deliberated in a day. No. So start with, start with, you know, how to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Start with one shelf of books yeah. or one small drawer. Don't try to tackle a whole room or closet or kitchen in a day, but just walk through your house all the time looking for things that you don't want someone else to have to deal with for you later. Um, my kind of running joke with my daughter is uh, I just want her after I'm gone to say, thank, thank you, mom, for not leaving me your junk drawer, you know? <laughs> so, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. And, and the public... easy, obvious out. Yeah. So I want to get rid of all the obvious uh trash type of things or uh, the, the, the things in your cupboard that you're not really using, like we just talked about, um, is there a, a, a place or something that uh, you suggest somebody does who really wants to do the, this not uh, as an, uh, how shall I say, as a long-term project, but maybe as a shorter-term project and, and, and really go and, and, and uh, get things organized in the house, how can they continue after they got rid of all the obvious stuff? Oh, well, that's the fun part then. Ah. <laughs> after you create your canvas. You finally get there. The next, yeah. the, the next thing is, you know, the old adage, uh, a place for everything and everything in its place. If I have an easy place, for everything to land, if I designate a place, I'm more inclined to put it away, number one. And if mm -hmm. everyone in the, in the home knows where every item goes, and that eliminates piles and chaos and clutter, and um, uh, especially with paper, which we're not talking about today. But uh, yeah, then the next step is getting organized. And I think what most people find, Maria, is once they start the deaccumulation process, it gets addictive, and your 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 mind does reframe its thinking, and all of a sudden you'll be looking up at a, a an old wall hanging that's been there for 15 years, and you'll say to yourself, you know, I really don't like that anymore. Why is it up there? You know. Yeah. But yeah. getting started, just getting started, deaccumulating. And then you can start the organizing and beautifying process. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that is indeed much more fun as going through the house with your trash <laughs> bag and look uh, what you stored or what you put somewhere quickly um, to have it out of the way. And then you forgot about it. Um, so, uh, yes, that's um, probably... Um, what most people think of when they talk uh, about decluttering. You say de-accumulating. If I translate it or dissect it, really, it's de-accumulating. It's not accumulating. So 
wouldn't that be something like saying, okay, if I see something that I really like, um, I can purchase it, but at the same time, I need to let go of something so I'm not there adding stuff in my house, but I'm getting uh, yeah, people uh, to see that, um, yeah, uh, it, it remains the same. Yeah. So with regard to your picture, yes, get rid of the picture. And if you want something new, you can put up something new. And or the other way around, yeah, really. Yeah. If you want something new, you I have to that, let go. Yeah. I call that the inventory law of in and out. You know, there's nothing about, there's nothing wrong with us, you know, and we change over the years. Our tastes change and we want different things and we fall in love with different things or we need different things. But again, we have to breathe out before we can breathe in. So fine, take that musty old picture down and put something, you know, you, you out saw something you loved to bring it in. But yeah, de-accumulating, de- you might you might think of it, Maria, as unaccumulating. Yes, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm unaccumulating. I've got the accumulation. <laughs> uh, exactly, and, uh, exactly. So, so I'm glad that I figured that one out from you. So we're getting now already to the end of our show. It, time goes so fast if you're having fun talking does. about something. Um, I wanted to ask you, Sue Marie, how can the listener get in touch with you? Do you have a website? Oh, and you promised us um, a list or um, yes. something. Yes. And I would love to know it's, how it's, we can get that. Yes. So go ahead. Well, tell us how. Well, it's a it's it's a it's a very worthwhile piece of paper. Yes. <laughs> I will send it to you electronically if okay. you just go to my website, which is just as simple as it gets thatorganizer.com. I'm that organizer you heard. Go to thatorganizer.com and on my contact page, there's a little box where you can just send me a note that says, please send me the handout on the accumulating or whatever. I will know what you're you're looking for. You can also, if you'd like, you can sign up for my uh, newsletter in the same place. Okay. And I will keep you updated on upcoming events and such. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, that is indeed uh, a great way to stay in touch, to keep motivated if we sign up for your newsletter and to get tips on uh, what to do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sue Marie, for being on the show. I uh, enjoyed it. I learned a few things <laughs> that I have to take care of in my house. I hope the listener had a good time too. So I always have uh, a quote at the end of the show. And today I have a quote from uh, Barbara Hemphill. And she is a professor oh. and she talked about um, clutter. And her uh, short quote is like this. Clutter is nothing more than postponed decisions. And that's what we talked about. Because in a way, you that's have to make exactly the decision yes. to I, let go of I, it. Yes. I know, Barbara. Yeah, from here to that, yeah. That is it. Yes. yes, exactly. So it's important to just uh, look at the things that you have in your house and make that the decision to let it 
go. And go. The, 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 the action tip that I wanted to give you, I actually mentioned it already, but you also could say, okay, if, if I don't have a whole weekend to do this, you could do every day, maybe do five things. Pick five things in one room that you want to let go, that you don't want anymore, that don't serve you, and throw them in the trash. Don't put them somewhere yeah. so you can give them to somebody else, because afterwards you might have five boxes for five different people with stuff that is still accumulating there for, for other people. So I don't want you to uh, keep it. So really, really trash it or make one box uh, to give it to. There's many places, I think, where you can give um, unwanted items that don't serve you anymore, but still are good and might be valuable to somebody else. So, um, yes, that's, that's my tip of today. And then I wanted to mention next week, of course, we have a new show. And my guest next week is Leia Rasnik. And she is a holistic coach that uh, does uh, yoga and mindful practices. And she will talk with us about having purpose in retirement. So it's a different topic next week. And I invite you all to join us again for that show. Because if you are retired, voluntary, because you planned it, or maybe involuntary, unplanned, and way too early, then it might be something that can help you make your retirement now much more happier, much more um, meaningful as what it was in the past. So I thank all the listeners, wherever you are, for listening to the show. I wish you all a great weekend, and I hope to see you back again next week, Friday at 2 o'clock. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.